Hello, hello, good morning. Welcome to the Change With Him Real Robert Eames podcast. Today, I am calling this episode, I almost didn't tell you. (coughs) Because that's the title that came to mind. I almost didn't tell you. And isn't it freeing? Isn't it releasing? Isn't it healing? Isn't it relieving? When we share, when we open up with something that we almost didn't tell. When we almost didn't tell. When you don't tell, it's as if it's a secret. It's as if there's shame around it. And anytime there's shame, you can expect there to be blame and pain. And even in this world of trusting and putting our full faith, our full belief in God, we can still experience those things. And, and these were the words that were told to me today, this morning, an hour ago, actually. I almost didn't tell you. And yesterday, someone very, very near and dear to me, very close to me, who I love with everything inside of me, told me something that I could tell carried a lot of fear for them. They told me about a diagnosis of cancer and asked for me to pray for them. And then this morning in our conversations that I almost didn't tell you, and my heart broke for that. There was pain for that. Not not a broken heart, uh, wondering if God could. There was a moment of that after I received this news yesterday of this diagnosis, this indication, this this awareness that there's cancer. You know, there's a procedure and an appointment set up to to go in and take a look at it and a treatment plan for it. But it was so much more than that. And God is a God of so much more than just a diagnosis, than, than just a, an appointment with another human to hope for, wait for, and pray for a particular or certain outcome. So of course I prayed naturally. I feel like I pray all day, every day. And there's so much power in words. And the power in words is that I almost didn't tell you hurt. And it did, I didn't hurt for myself. Like, oh, what? What? Who do you think I am not telling me? I hurt for the person who felt like they needed to keep it to themselves, that they were struggling with that. They shared with me, the Bible says that where two or more are gathered, the Bible says to pray for each other. How can we pray for each other if we're not sharing with each other? And this is where the pain came from my pain. I I can only speak to mine. We can only ever speak to ours. We can never say you feel this because, or you felt that because like, those are all just stories. And this person who was sharing this with me asked for just prayers. And I said, don't you worry. I got you. The big man's inbox is going to be full tonight. It's full all the time because I tell him all the things. And I was talking to my husband after this conversation about the way that we pray and the whole drive home. Of course, I was crying. I was crying because I could see the fear in that loved one's eyes. I would cry. I was crying because I could I could see the pain that said, I almost didn't tell you, but it, it was like blurted out. And it was so cool because it was like God said, you need to say, you need to say to this person, what is on your heart? What is on your mind? And you need to ask because the Bible scripture says, ask and you shall receive. And so she asked for prayer and of course received an abundance of prayer. And, and I asked, are you going to share? This is a woman who's involved in many church groups and, and many, you know, 
Bible studies and in close groups. And, and she's shared that she very rarely shares. She very rarely asks for prayer. Uh, and, and a lot of times in those types of environments, we ask for prayer. And I was talking to my husband about the way that we pray. And I've experienced this as well. And I noticed it myself on the way home as I'm praying and crying and driving. And he, he gets home. It was a, a just an incredible, glorious, beautiful, wonderful day of just answered prayers that we didn't even know we had great news, abundant news, proof that God still moves, is moving, always will move. And so we were rejoicing over that. And then there was this news that came after that. And I'm like, whoa, right? It's like life is like a roller coaster. We get up, we're on high, and then we come crashing down just as fast. It's like, oh my gosh, what was that? And when, when this when this person said it, will you just pray for me? And I said, you just, okay, first and foremost, what do you need to come into agreement with? Okay. And I can get a little sassy, a little spicy sometimes, but that was the question that God placed on my heart in that moment. What do you need to come into agreement with? I know you're telling me about this diagnosis, but I refuse to come into agreement with it. Thank you for sharing it. But we need to stand on God's promises and his declarations. We need to come into agreement with who we know he is, with who the word says he is, and come into agreement and in alignment and into an energetic match with that. God is that. God is the redeemer, the hero, the healer, the restorer. He is the God of blessings. And and sometimes we need these things in our lives. And so I said, just, I'm not coming into agreement with that. It's going to be fine. Literally scripture says you have nothing to worry about. Cast your fears, cast your worries. Um, another person walked into the room, a person who knew about this recent news and said, oh, there's a lot to be worried about. And I'm like, no, no, no. You were living in the physical, literal world. When we are walking in Christ, with Christ, we are in the world, but not of it. We are in the supernatural world. We are in the spiritual world. We are in the Holy Spirit world where miracles are nothing. We're like, oh, please, God, but just, just, I want a, I want a miracle. Like, please, you know, change this diagnosis. And I just, if it, if it's in your will and like, if you could please, and, and speaking with this person, she said, you know, I was asking God, could you please? And I'm like, no, no. You don't ask, could you please? I use this reference all the time. My daughter doesn't ask me, mommy, could I please have a cookie? And generally I say, yes, yes, you may. But maybe she's asking me at lunch. And I'm like, yes, you may have a cookie after dinner. So there is a waiting time. There's a waiting period. But the answer is always yes. The answer is yes. So all of God's promises are yes and amen. And God promises healing. And so we got into a conversation about this. And I, I told her, I said, look, Oftentimes like this, we need to get specific. We need to get particular. We need to to get down to it, right? We need to call in him, in his glory. And there are so many names for the Lord. And one of the names for the Lord that I, I looked up, I just did a quick Google search. I love Google for this, right? Dr. Google, the God who heals, Jehovah Rapa. And I said, we need to call on him in his name. Like if I'm out somewhere and there's, you know, my daughter calls me, hey, mom, like there could, I could be sitting next to 10 moms. But if she said to me, my first name, middle name, last name, boom, that would grab my attention more than, hey, mom, hey, could you please like, don't talk to me. Right? Not really. Don't talk to me. But you know what I mean? Like if, if someone said my first name, middle name, last name, especially if they use my maiden name, my birth name, and they said first name, middle name, last name, I would go, oh, wow. 
wow, you know me. You are speaking, you are talking directly to me. It's not mom. It's not, it could be anyone. It's not whoever turns their head and answers. It's you. I am speaking to you. So when we're speaking, praying, decreeing, declaring for particular certain things, a desired outcome, we need to stand in faith that that desired outcome is already done. And I, I was asking my husband about this when, when we're praying, Father, if it's in your will, let it be done. Healing is in his will. It is written. He is Jehovah Rapa. If you Google that, it says one of the most powerful and precious names that God ascribes himself to is the name Jehovah Rapa, and it translates in scripture as the Lord who heals. It is precious, it is anointed, and it is full of his power. So I was sharing with this person today, who I don't think always appreciates my spiciness and flavor, uh, no, you need to stand on the name of the Lord. You need to say to him specifically, particularly, Jehovah Rapa, your word says you are the Lord who heals. Thank you. As I, as I live my life with this appointment, and this procedure in the future. It is already in your hands. It is already done. Thank you that I am receiving a crystal clear report as if this diagnosis was never placed on me, as if it never existed, as if it was never anything that I had to experience. Thank you, Jehovah Rapa. You are my God. You are my Lord, and you have healed me, have redeemed me, have restored me. I stand on your promises. And when we decree that, we declare that, we magnetize that, we pull that energetically into our our being. And when we do that, we experience peace around it because we're standing on his word and his promises, not our hopes or wishes or little fluffy, flaffy prayers of like, well, if it's in your will to heal me, it is in your will to heal. And we look at scripture and we get to know and learn more about God and we call him by his most powerful, precious name. Jehovah Rapa, we are like, God, I'm talking to you, not someone up there. It, it's like someone saying to me, Sarah Wesley Page, instead of mom or hey, it's like, whoa, you've got my attention. I am all ears. I'm listening. I'm here. I'm yours. Yes. What is it? And after that, like if my daughter, back to the cook example, said, mom, Mom thinks, can I have cookie? I was like, can I have cookie? Can I have cookie? Ugh, oh my gosh, stop. You're so annoying. I already said yes, but you need to wait. Yes, you can have cookie after dinner. It is lunchtime. So let's do something in the meantime. And I think a lot of times our prayers feel like they fall flat or we wonder if he answers them in the way that we desire for him to answer them because we're not standing on his word. We're not calling him by his most powerful and precious name. And so therefore we're like, hey God, instead of, hey, Jehovah Rapa, this is so-and-so. You are the Lord who heals. I have full faith, full conviction, full trust in that. I just want to thank you for that because obviously you are the author of everyone's lives. You know all things. You know my heart. You know my mind. You know that this is an experience that I'm currently living with. I just want to thank you that you have already made a way through it. You have already already provided healing because you are the Lord. You are my Lord. You are the Lord, my Lord who heals. And I just want to thank you for completely healing me, for relieving me of this. 
and 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 just being fully open and transparent with him when it comes to that. And my heart broke. I like reflecting and contemplating on this on the drive home. Why was I crying? And I was crying because I could see the fear in their eyes. I was crying because I could feel their pain inside. And the pain was the worry. That the pain was the wondering: Is this going to take me? Is this going to be a diagnosis of cancer that takes me? And in their sharing, they shared. I know so many other people who've received this diagnosis and you know went through the procedure and have been perfectly clear, have lived perfectly clear and free from this. God is not the author of confusion. When we're living right in Christ, we can live clear. We can live with confidence. We can live with assurance. And we need to stand on that. And sometimes we need to call his power into that by calling him by his specific name, especially in this case and in this incident, Jehovah Rapha, a power, the most powerful and precious name that God ascribes himself is Jehovah Rapha. So anything that you need healing in in any area of your life, I I, I pray for you today that you you stand on his name and you stand on the most high, most powerful, most precious name. It's like someone calling you by your formal name. It will immediately and automatically grab you and get your attention. You will be all ears. You will be listening. You will say, I'm here. What's up? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you can. It's like my daughter says, hey, mom, I still say, what's up? Can I have a cookie? Yes, after dinner. Wait. Okay. I don't want to wait. Mom, please. Mom, please. Mom, please. Mom, please. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying. I already said yes. It's like when we're asking, you know, if it's in your will that I may have a cookie. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's in the will. It's already done. I already said yes. Like, stop asking. Stop begging. Is it in your will? Please, please, please. A lot of times we do this with our prayers. God, Father, if it's in your will, would you please heal? Like, he's like, it's already done. Oh my gosh, let's stand on this. It feels so much better to have someone say, thank you. Oh my goodness, I appreciate you. And you're like, absolutely. What's next? Come on, this is fun. Let's see, let's get some more of this in there. And the the heartache and the, the hurt and the pain and the tears I know were shed because of the words and because of the frequency and energy, I almost didn't tell you. And this came to mind. When we're praying for healing, there's something that needs revealing. And a lot of times God will use other people to reveal what is needed in other people. In this case, in this instance, I think it was just more confidence and more assurance and a conversation around the strength, the truth, and the power of who God really is and what he does and what we need to stand on and in the posture of standing, in the way that we need to stand on it. If you imagine someone standing and their their shoulders are kind of hunched over, and their voice is kind of soft and quiet. Like, would you, I don't, could you? I, I'm just not sure if, if you're not busy versus someone standing tall, upright, shoulders back, head looking forward. There's a posture and a position of confidence. And when we are, right, asking so that we can receive, this person shared, I just think that I haven't asked, so I haven't received. I'm like, what is stopping you from asking? And it's not always what you ask, it's how you ask. And a lot of times when we have conversations or or arguments or contemplations, it's like, okay, well, what is this? What's the energy connected to this, attached to this? Where's the frequency of this? Is it the frequency of doubt? Is it the frequency of fear? Is it the frequency of, you know, not really standing on assurance? And, and is that putting our prayer in a position of 
quiet, hunched over, small, you know, with with an, an undertone of doubt and, and I'm just not quite sure. Or are we standing on how sure we are that God is God? that God is Jehovah Rapha, that God is the Lord who heals. It's one of the most precious things you can say to God is calling him Lord, my Lord, you are mine and I am yours. I am a child of the most high. And and standing on that, saying that, calling yourself that because it's honoring who he is. I am your child. I am, I am your child and, and you are my father. You are mine and I am yours. There's a relationship there, a deep personal, intimate relationship, not so much an acquaintance. And I think a lot of us have acquaintance relationships with God, regardless of how long we've had a relationship with him. It's more of an acquaintance relationship with him than a deep, personal, intimate, convicted, fully assured relationship with him. And a lot of times when we're asking for healing or there's something that's revealing, and in the way that we're asking for people. And so I shared, I said, are, are you going to ask your prayer group? Are you going to tell there's a new group that she's involved in? And there's a, a Bible study that she's involved in and very, very close friends that she's had for, for decades that she's she's with. And she said, I just never asked them to pray for me. I said, well, then you're leaving a lot on the table, like a lot, because we're two or more are gathered in strength and in faith. And, and I would... I would go so far as to say, this is what I'm requesting prayer for, and this is the way that I would like you to pray, because this is what I'm going to, this is what I am standing on, and I would like to stand on this with you in this way. Instead of asking people, you know, could you just pray that my appointment goes well? Uh, say, I am going to be praying over this. <laughs> to the Lord for this. Jehovah Rapha, you are my Lord, my God who heals. I want to thank you that in my hand I possess, I have, I hold a, a perfect bill of health, a, a perfect uh, screen that, that everything went naturally, easily as you have designed it to go because you have completely healed me, Lord. And I just want to thank you that I'm holding this in my hand, that I have evidence of this and I'm standing on my faith as my evidence. Could you pray that with me? Uh, imagine if someone asked you that and told you that and requested that you join them in that where two or more are gathered, where two or more are joined, right? We're joined with God through the power and the strength of his son, Jesus. We are called to carry his yoke. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. We are called to join with him, walk with him, be with him, not be over there fluffing around ourselves going, well, you know, I wish that you would do this. I hope that you would do this. Like, no, we're called to join him in strength. A yoke is strong. A yoke is powerful. In scripture, obviously, they're they're placed on animals, animals who are doing hard labor work. They're placed on oxen. Oxen are big. Oxen are strong. Oxen are powerful. When we're yoked with that strength and that power, and then we're not wondering or doubting or fearing, like, is this going to happen? We're like, you are going to get pulled along. If you are yoked to an ox, you are going to get pulled. You are going to go where they go because they're going and you are, you are yoked to them. You are connected to them. You are with them. Whether you like it or not, he's like, come on, we're going. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so in this, we're not called to keep quiet. And and I think this is relevant to introverts, especially, or people who, who grew up in a religious atmosphere, who grew up, and, and this person, 
I love more than anything, but grew up in a very religious, very condemning. You're damned to hell if you if you touch a drop of alcohol to your lips, straight to hell. Like I'm sorry. Let's let's look at scripture, okay? The first miracle. Uh, <laughs> you're not going straight to hell if you have a glass of wine. Uh, if you were living as a drunkard, different story. But it, it's a lot of fear around this. But that's all religion. And when you look at Jesus, he came to abolish religion. Like the Pharisees, he he couldn't stand. Oh my gosh. They were, the, you know, the, the authors of the law. And they were like, they knew the law in and out. But they didn't know Jesus in and out. Didn't have a relationship with him in and out. He, they didn't let him in to transform their insides so they could be expressed on the outside. They didn't humble themselves. They were full of pride. And they were like, well, we know the law. The law says this. Like, great. High five. Fist bump. Like, nobody cares what you know. People care that you care. People, and Jesus is like, y'all don't know me. You don't know me. I'm literally standing right in front of you and you don't know me. You don't see me. You don't trust in me. You don't believe in me. You don't believe that I am who I say I am. I am the great I am. Like I am God with the bod in the flesh. I, I am all of those prophecies fulfilled. I am the scripture fulfilled and you're denying it. And, and you're like, well, I'm waiting. We're, we're waiting because you don't look like we thought you would look. Uh, okay. He didn't come like on this, you know, big king, big palace, but like that's, they had all those things and look at what they did with all those things. They continue to make idols. They continue to live away from him. God's calling us to live with him. And when we glorify, when we honor, we magnify him, especially when we're praying for something, particularly when it comes to healing, there's something that needs revealing. And generally it's a stronger faith and conviction and in our conversation around this. And generally Jesus's reason for this, like why would someone who is so protective of this area of their life receive this type of diagnosis? I said, generally it humbles us and it brings us to our knees. And a lot of times we're living in complacency. We're living in our comfort zone and our little happy comfort bubble. And the Lord is like, it is time to pop that bubble. Come on, dude. Like you were living with invisible boundaries, with an invisible, invisible barrier and protection of a false illusion of protection around you that this thing can't happen to you or that I can't get you through it. I, I am the Lord. <laughs> You're a God. I can get you through anything. I've already made a way through everything. Are you going to honor me? Are you, are you going to live in fear of me? Right? Fear is respect and reverence. It's not, oh my gosh, you're afraid you're going to do bad things. And a lot of times it's like, oh, but I got this bad, bad news, bad diagnosis. This is a bad thing. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, it, it, it strengthens our dependency on God. It deepens our roots of faith in who he is. It allows us to, to go deeper and to explore and stand on him as the Lord, the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And a lot of times we take things literally instead of looking at them metaphorically and 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 seeing them for truly what they are they are opportunities to strengthen our faith to call on the lord to stand on his word his scripture his promises and to invite others to do the same with us to invite others to stand in that same posture and position with us instead of being scared quiet small if you would i wasn't going to tell you um if you're not busy, could you please, and going, please, 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 like meek and quiet. I mean, the Lord loves the meek, but he doesn't really, like, I, I don't know. I just don't think he, like, he answers all prayers. So it's like, if it's a meek prayer, yeah, I'm going to answer it. But it, is there an energy of doubt and confusion and worry connected to it? Because if so, you're going to, this is going to be delayed a little bit. Like, I fulfill my promises, right? 
the Bible talked about delay all the time. I mean, look at how long it took all of all the people who got into the promised land to get into the promised land. It took them 40 years. It was not supposed to take them that long. And God still fulfilled his promises. He still allowed them to enter into the promised land to provide all the incredible, wonderful, amazing things that the promised land provided. But he was like, there's going to be a little bit of a wait. There's going to be a little bit of a delay. Why? Because you are lacking faith. Faith is a muscle that requires strength. And thankfully, in this conversation, there was an opening up of understanding that faith is a muscle. It's like any muscle. You don't use it. It atrophies. It dies. Like the, the prefix A means to die in the medical world. Atrophy is like it, it gets weakened. It's not as strong. It's not as powerful. Can't do as many things. It You got to use it. You know, use strong prayer muscles and the prayer, greatest prayer muscle is faith and standing on who God is and who scripture says he is and, and not going, Hey God saying Jehovah Rapha. And he's like, Whoa, Hey, <laughs> hold on. I'll be right back. Someone's talking to me. Uh, hold please. Uh, and then he is direct. He is firm, his ears wide open, listening to our prayers. And so when we keep quiet, we're really keeping quiet in fear. We're not called to keep quiet. We're called to stand. We're called to stand on his word, his faithfulness, his promises, uh, and ask others to join us in that, to be bound with others in that. So it's incredible. It's powerful. It's amazing. It's wonderful when you ask people to pray for you. And if it's something that really matters to you, it's okay to ask how you would like for them to pray for you. Will you pray for me? Will you join me in this prayer? A lot of times when you go to church, like at the beginning and the end, and generally oftentimes in the middle and in between, they're like, join me in this prayer, heads bowed, eyes closed. You don't have to bow your head and close your eyes. If you want to, you can. You don't have to, <clears throat> but join me in prayer. And a lot of times we we can be praying our own prayer during that. A lot of times when I feel or, or experience an energy of frequency or doubt, I'm like, no, 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 get out, get out, get out. Like that's not, that's not from the Lord. Is not from the Lord, my God. <laughs> that is the enemy trying to come in and and separate us and create space between us. No, we are called to be united, united in our faith, united in our belief, united in our prayer. We are called to stand there in a posture of confidence and a position of faith. Because in this, in the obedience and the action, the behavior of this and belief in this, we are strengthening our faith muscle. And a lot of times, that is what needs revealing when we're praying for healing. What are we standing on? How are we standing on it? What's the posture and position in which we're standing? Are we keeping quiet and in fear? We're like, please, if it's in your will, Father. Like, that's an energy and a frequency of doubt. And then thank God my husband helped me like, to see that crystal clearly. So what are you afraid of telling others of? What are you afraid that God might not be able to do? What are you praying for? Is it an area of healing? Are you saying, hey, God, if you're not busy, you know, I know, my God, look at the world today. You're busy praying. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm praying that you're not too busy, that, that you don't hear my prayer, that you're, you know, you're out there doing a lot of good with a lot of bad, like you got a lot to work with. So yeah, I can understand if you're busy. We're looking at God through our natural, limited, human, earthly, worldly lens when we do that. And when we say that, and when we pray like that, like there needs to be a change and a transformation, in the position of our prayer, the words we use, the the frequency and energy that we're holding on to. And a lot of times I think we keep quiet in that. We keep it to ourselves because we we don't want to be a burden. We don't want to be a bother. We know what people are busy. We know people have things going on and it doesn't take a lot. It's not like you need to get 20 people to pray for you. <clears throat> the Bible doesn't say 
where 500 or more are gathered, it says where two or more are gathered. So it literally can be you and one other person, but it takes opening your mouth to that person. It takes asking so that you can decree that you will receive what it is that you're asking for. And you just stand on it's already done. Of course, it's in God's will to heal. Of course it is. Like there's no, if it is, if you're not too busy, could you? It, it says in the scripture that that is one of the most incredible things we can say. Jehovah Rapha, the most powerful and precious names. My voice is going out. Pardon me. So what are you afraid of telling others of? <clears throat> There's something, an area of your life where you need healing. And maybe it's not a physical diagnosis like this, but maybe it's an emotional thing, a mental thing. Maybe it's a spiritual game. You feel like your spiritual strength is weak. Well, the faith is your evidence and faith is a muscle that needs to be strengthened. So standing in faith, getting in God's word every single day, whether it's you listen to an audio or you read a little daily devotional, you actually physically get into the word, you open up your Bible and you just say, pray, Holy Spirit, come, like, just show me, reveal to me, illuminate to me some scripture that I need for this, this time in my life, this position in my life, this experience in my life that you know that I'm going through because Lord, you know all things. I trust and I have full faith and belief in you. And I show me a thing that I can pray over, that I can decree over, that I can stand on, that I can declare and, and then share that with others. But when we don't share, we're, we're keeping it there. We're keeping it in that locked away, tucked away space of limited faith. And that's what I think God wants to heal and wants to reveal within you and I believe that that's why we go through things like this is to strengthen our faith muscle, to strengthen our complete dependency on him to say, God, I can't do this alone. I know you didn't create me to it. I know I wasn't called to. And so I am going to have the strength to share and then continuing that strength. <clears throat> what are you afraid of others will think of you? Like when you share that, what are you afraid that they'll think of you when you tell them that, that, that they're going to pull in their, their weakness and you're like, I can't tell them. What if they just don't think I'll be healed? Or what if they're like, well, if it's in his will, instead of standing on strength and faith first, it starts with you. God waits for you to go first. Like he does deliver. He He will give you what you ask for, but he waits for you to go first. He waits for you to ask for it. And he waits for you to join and partner with another that also believes in that same way in him and his ability and his power and who he is, like his most precious, powerful name. So stand on that today. Any area of your life that you are asking for healing over, praying for healing over, I hope that this is, has landed in a beautiful, healthy, powerful, positive way for you. And you can decree and you can declare that and you can give glory and honor to Jehovah Rapa for that because he is the God who heals and he already has. And so thank him for that today. I'm praying for you and your healing and I love you.